Oh my goodness. Hey queen, you're listening to the official Hype Girl podcast with me as your host, Aaliyah Jade. I'm a girl obsessed with hyping people up. And let's be honest, life can be tough, but girlfriends are tougher. And when you forget just how amazing you are, I'll be right here to remind you. Not only will I give you energy, I'm going to keep it real while we fight those intermediate girls with tips, tricks, and tools to get out of your own way. Let's navigate this crazy world together, go after the lives we want, and find all of the rainbows through life's thunderstorms. If you're ready for some real talk and a whole lot of hype, then let's freaking go! Oh my goodness. Welcome to or welcome back to the official Hype Girl podcast. My name is Aaliyah Jade and I am so excited for you to hear today's episode. And I know I say that about every episode, but I am so serious. Today I got to sit down with one of my friends, Marissa Boyd, and we talked about how one bold decision could change the entire trajectory of her life. And I think if you're open to it and if your heart and your mind are open to today's episode and the message behind what we have to share, I think it could change your life too. We talk about things like identifying the saboteur in your life, whether that's an inner saboteur or maybe it's the environment that you're surrounding yourself in. And we talk about things like comparison and we talk about how to choose yourself and really understand that it's not an act of selfishness, but really living your life in a way that's going to affect other people. And I'm so excited. I cannot wait. I don't want to give it all away. So without further ado, let's jump into the show. What is up, my beautiful and good people? How are y'all living today? I am so excited for today's episode of the official Hype Girl podcast. I am joined by Miss Marissa Boyd. We met through uh, the same kind of course that we took for podcasting, and I will let her introduce herself to tell you a little bit more about her. Yeah, hi. Thank you so much for having me here. Um, Oh, gosh, a little bit about myself. So I guess this whole journey started for me. I'm well, I'm 32. I just turned 32. I'm a single mom. I have an amazing son. And this whole like thing started for me um, almost three years ago when I decided to leave my relationship and get a divorce. And I, I remember I called my mom and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I haven't worked because I was staying home with my son and my ex was in the military. So we were like bouncing around from place to place. And so I didn't really have like something stable for me. And I started this whole process as a single mom with no car, no job, no money. I remember I said that to my mom. I'm like, I have no car, no job, no money. And my mom was like, okay. She's like, we have an extra car. We have a room. We'll figure it out. Like, come on, let's go. Let's, you know. And so over the past three-ish years, I've gone from that to, I just got an alert that my credit score has gone up 200 points since my divorce. I now, um, on my tax return, I made almost six figures, um, on my W2 for my work last year, which is awesome. Um, and I've been able to move out of my parents' house. I've paid off over $20,000 in debt. And so it's just been this like crazy journey where I felt like I had nothing and I was at the lowest of the low, but I didn't realize that that was like the starting point to like springboard me into this like crazy awesome life that I have now which is pretty great so oh my goodness that is wild and I think that's so cool um 
not obviously for you having to have gone through all of that, but for it to, to see it kind of like connecting the dots backwards, you can only look at like, you can only connect the dots by looking backward. I think it's so cool to see like that was a turning point And now your life is like on this uphill trajectory um, and just exploding. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's really crazy. I know. Okay. I know. So we're going to jump in. I usually do about four rapid fire or like icebreaker questions. They're kind of corny, but they're also really cool because you get to know people from that way um, okay. so I guess what okay the first question is what was your last impulse buy oh god okay my last impulse buy were some high top vans Ooh, <laughs> I love a good shoe <laughs> I know and you know what it's they're like bright white and um I saw someone wearing them at the gym while they were lifting and I was like oh she looks badass right now so I bought them yes <laughs> I, like, I love that <laughs> We love to hear that. My last impulse buy was actually um, a plane ticket to Los Angeles um, because I usually don't do that. It was like a week in advance, but that's pretty impulse for me. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome, though. That's fun. (laughs) What is the cringiest thing you did as a teenager? Oh, oh, there's so many. Uh, I know. (laughs) Wow. I... I would have to say, and I can't really remember anything specifically, but like my like aim, um, instant instant messenger, like away messages. Oh my goodness. I played softball. So like my screen name was softball, little softball girl for you. (laughs) What is wrong with me? And then like, I don't know, like whatever, like you're sub tweeting to people and you're like away messages. I'm like, what? What? I think my, I think Facebook likes to keep me humble. So like whenever they have like the memories, I'm like, why did I make this a status? Like, what is this? I know. And then like, you're like 12. Exactly. Like you have zero problems right now. (laughs) You're not supposed to be what? (laughs) So funny. Okay. Um, let's see. What do you wish you learned sooner? Like what's one piece of advice or what's one thing that you kind of experienced that you wish you had learned sooner? That adults or people that you look up to that are like maybe 10, 15, 20 years older than you still have zero clue what they're doing. And like, we're all like, I learned this when my mom, I had my son and my mom said, now you'll realize that most of the time we're just happy that we made it through the day alive. And it's like literally every single day, like you look at people and you think, oh, they have it all together. And then, and then you become an adult and you're like, wait, I'm an adult. I'm like, no, but like everybody feels that way. Right. Like everyone's like, oh gosh, where's I'm like 32 years old. I am a mom. And I'm like, mom, <laughs> I think that's so funny. Cause we don't, obviously we don't know it until we get to that point, but it's just like, oh, I have to pay bills. Oh, I have to like show up to society. Like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. And everyone feels that way. And you don't feel like that when you're looking up, like you're looking at the people that you, you know, look up to, but they're just like, what the, what is going on right now? <laughs> yeah. We're always like looking, the grass is always green on the other side. Right. right. <laughs> okay. And last question before we get into the meat of this episode, uh, are you more cautious or are you more bold? I would say now I'm a little bit more bold, but I think it's different in, um, 
the view of people have as like of being bold. I'm bold for myself and I'm, I'm an Enneagram six. So I don't know if anybody's does the Enneagrams, but I'm like, we're notorious for being like overthinkers and like um, <laughs> thinking about worst case scenarios. I tell people all the time, like I, I'm yesterday it was raining. I drive across the bridge um, to get to work. And it's like this 12 mile bridge across in the San Francisco Bay area. And it was raining and I was stuck in traffic and I'm like on the middle of the bridge. And my thought is like, how am I going to get out of this if there's an earthquake and the bridge collapses? Like that, <laughs> like that's my, that's how I am. That's how I'm wired. So for me, like my boldness is like doing something without overthinking a million worst case scenarios. And like some people probably think that's like, like, oh, you just did what? And I'm like, no, like that's a big deal for me. <laughs> so I tend to, I've always been so cautious and I realized that it like was just not good. And it gets, makes me so anxious that I have to like, I overthink a couple of things and I'm like, wait, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to just do it. Just go for it. Kind Stop of before so. you go down the spiral. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I think that's so cool because I think it's important for us to have our own definition of what like bold and cautious is for us because everyone is different. And so I think that's great that you now identify as someone who is a little bit more bold. Um, not, not saying there's nothing wrong with being cautious, but I think that's really cool. I want to have you talk about a thunderstorm and a rainbow in your life that you currently experienced, um, either currently experiencing or just recently experienced. Um, and mainly that's just to have people know that they're not alone, that we all go through the heart of life, the thunderstorm, but there's always something good, a rainbow out of it. So if you could, that'd be awesome to hear. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this whole, like the whole 10 years of my relationship was probably this like massive thunderstorm. And I don't, think I realized how bad it was until I was outside of the situation and like looking back or like opening up to people about what happened and they're like oh my gosh like <laughs> that happened like what do you mean you know and I, and because I think when you're in the day-to-day -day of things and <laughs> people ask me all the time like you've been through so much and you seem so like positive and happy <laughs> like what's your secret I'm like well I got divorced <laughs> And I'm like, look, I think about that all the time with like, when I'm sharing my story, I'm like, I'm not advocating that everybody just go get divorced, but there are some serious things that you need to think about in those thunderstorms <laughs> to think like, is this healthy? Is this safe? Is this toxic? Is this manipulative? Is this mental and emotional abuse? Like, and so I would say the rainbow that's come out of that for me is realizing that I have been through a lot, but I'm able to recognize things a lot sooner now when those toxic traits are being portrayed, because it's not just in relationships. It could be in a work environment. It could be, I mean, in any kind of situation, right. Where you're like, mm, this doesn't sit right with me. And like, like being able to trust my gut a little bit more and like recognizing those red flags. And so even though it was such a huge chunk of time that there, it's hard for me sometimes to not like regret and like think I missed out on so much, but I feel like it's prepared me to um, grow and like do things a lot quicker now on the back end of it, because I've recognized this like crazy cycle that I was in for so long that now it's like, okay, I'm falling back into that pattern. Like, let's not take 10 years to figure it out this time, <laughs> you know? Oh my goodness. Well, thank you for sharing that. I think that is um, 
I think it's more so, it's funny that you were saying like, oh, what did you do? I got divorced. It's less about like the actual action, but it's the intention behind that. And I think that's, that's really awesome to have that kind of rainbow moment for yourself. Yeah, 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 definitely. Well, I am getting ready to go into this series talking to people about going after their dreams and kind of just getting out of their way, going after the lives that they want to live, because that's what we are here to do on the official Hype Girl podcast. So I'm really excited for this episode. Your story really struck me because it was so inspiring. And I saw obviously a girl who decided to do something different. You got divorced and decided to like start changing your life around. And I know like you said, like one bold move can change everything. I want you to speak more about that, about that and how that relates to your story. And I know we kind of already went through your story, but why like that use of like one bold move can change everything? What does that mean to you? So for me, I think it's just understanding that like a lot of the times we think that people who have made it or people who seem successful or people who seem happy or whatever, um, they they have done 10 million things to get to that point. And, and while it's true, the day-to-day is very important and like consistency and in really any aspect of your life. Um, for me, for me and my like bold move was texting my mom and being like, Hey, this is not gonna, this is not working out. My relationship is not as great as I've tried to like portray it to be. And we're probably going to be getting divorced. And in the moment, it didn't seem like a very bold thing, but like me opening up and telling someone, like, especially mom, like everybody has that person in their life where it's like, once they know, they know, like cats out of the bag and we can't, we can't there's hide. no going back, yeah. right? <laughs> and so that's what it was of just me, like in that moment of opening up to someone and telling them what was really going on. And that changed everything for me, not only the situation that I was in, but the ability for me to be able to share more, open up more, talk and actually not feel ashamed of what was going on. And so I don't think people realize that it's not this, I have to do all these things to feel confident or to, to move my life forward or to have success or to have a future. Sometimes it's just that one thing that you do that like opens the floodgates for you to be able to have access to other things and the ability to talk more and feel more comfortable and feel more confident and understand what you've gone through. And so um, that's kind of why that's so important to me is because it was just that one day that I decided like, I'm going to send this text message and it changed everything. And granted, there's so many things that have happened since then, but none of those things would have happened had I not sent that text message. Yeah. What were you feeling like when you sent that? Like describe in detail how you felt. Yeah. <laughs> I think I felt in the moment I was ashamed. I felt guilty. I was ashamed that because I felt like I let my marriage fall apart, which in hindsight I did not. Um, I felt really guilty because I didn't, I knew that I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I knew that people were going to have an opinion about that, especially in a marriage, right? So death do us part for better or for worse, which I have a lot of opinions on that. But (laughs) Um, I think that I was scared because I knew that once I sent that text message that everything was going to change. And I didn't know, like, can I handle the situation that I'm in? And is this easier to just stay? Or is it easier to go? Like, But if I go, then I know for sure that everything is going to change, right? And so there's so many 
so many conflicting emotions and it's like this roller coaster of even I felt like nauseous and like sick in that moment and it's funny because (laughs) we my ex and I were planning on um, going on a trip to visit his family and there was a whole bunch of stuff happening during that time and we had a conversation he was very very mentally and emotionally abusive to me not physically and um so it kind of made it a little bit difficult for me to like process like it's not okay to have someone treat me like this because it wasn't physically harming me um and so when we we were talking and he was just saying how like I wasn't attractive enough for him and he needed arm candy and like he settled for me and then would say like you're a great wife you're a great mom we have a great life I just don't care Oh, wow. And so like in that moment, I was just like, so what do I do now? Like, there's nothing I can do to fix this. Right. And so we were planning on going on this trip and I told him, I was like, I don't want to go. Like, if that's how you feel, why am I going to go and try and like put on this happy face when you just said that to me? Like, no, like I'm not going. And so then it was the usual, like, well, maybe we can. And I was like, I already told my mom what's going on. And he was like, oh, I was like, yeah. So even he knew, yeah. like he knew as soon, like, okay, so this is what's happening, you know? And so I just, it was just like knowing that my whole life was going to like implode right then. It was just so hard to do. But at the same time, I was like, if anybody's going to be able to help me and if anyone's going to be able to like remind me of like who I am, it's my mom, right? Like she's been there through everything. She was a single mom and she started dating my stepdad when I was three and like he's an amazing person and I just knew that like my family would be able to like get me back on track and remind me so it's just this like this like sick to my stomach feeling but then also knowing that like they'll be able to catch me yeah <laughs> and that's everything a lot is to- gonna be okay yeah yeah like it's a lot to put on them but like I knew that they were like come on you know and within a couple of weeks I was back home so it happened like instantly basically I can only imagine that a, a lot of us kind of face that um you're saying like having that conflicting like if I do this or if I don't do this will my life stay the same will it be different like how is it going to change and change can be so scary which I think is why a lot of us don't take action towards either getting out of a situation or moving towards a better situation even if we know in our minds like if I take this action like it's easy like one of two things is going to happen it's either going to get better or it's like not going to change or it's going to get worse right so Mm -hmm. three things um but we don't know unless we try so thank you for sharing like how you felt in that moment I know it's kind of scary um but why do you I guess also why do you think that we don't take those actions besides just being scared of change are there other reasons why people don't take those bold moves um I think a lot of the times it's for me it felt like maybe I don't know what I'm doing and maybe this is all just part of it like people talk about how life is hard and marriage is hard and whatever um good times and bad right and and so I think a lot of the times we look to like other people and we think well they I know they went through x y and z thing and they came out on the other Mm -hmm. side of it so maybe I'm just not like giving it my all or maybe I'm just not like strong enough or smart enough or whatever enough and that's why it's not working out but a lot of the times it's really 
no, you shouldn't have to deal with that. <laughs> like if a situation is bad for you, it's bad for you. A relationship, a work environment, any kind of situation, your career or whatever. If you feel like you're constantly this like uphill battle and it's one thing after another, sometimes that means that it's not the right thing. And yeah. you just kind of have to realize that like letting go is actually stronger than forcing your way forward. And so sometimes I think when we don't make that move to like change something or pivot or go in a new direction, we feel like if I don't stick this out for the long haul, I'm gonna look weak, I'm gonna look bad, I'm gonna feel guilty, it's not gonna work out the way that I wanted. When in reality, like sometimes letting go of that is the stronger thing to do and is the bolder thing to do. And then it's like, okay, I just, it is what it is and I'm letting go of it. And then I'm going to change course to this direction because I feel like this might be a little bit better. And in reality, taking that chance in my mind, taking that chance on, on changing something and doing something different is kind of a win-win because at least you know that you tried the one thing that you were already doing and it was a struggle. And then when you let that go and choose something else, you either succeed and do really, really well, or you learn from it and yeah. realize a different decision that you could be making, right? But if you're just spinning the same wheels over and over and over again, you're just stuck in the same cycle. And so we, I think we get so caught up in like, if I let this go, am I going to regret it? But I, I think the majority of the time you're not going, you're not going to, yeah, there's a, there's a higher chance of you regretting staying in a toxic situation than there is of you changing direction and pivoting and like moving to something else, I, I would say. And so I think just realizing that like, yeah, it's scary, but I can change this direction. And if it, and if it was the wrong choice, it was the wrong choice, but I've learned so much in this process but sometimes that's really scary. And so it holds us back from making that decision that we want to make. Wow. Just straight, you just mic drop. That was really good. That was <laughs> the goal. I also love the fact that you were talking about the comparison game when we are looking to other people. That's kind of what stops us. But I know we all kind of have these voices in our head. We have this inner saboteur or inner mean girl, whatever you want to call it, um, that kind of likes to try to stunt our growth or keep us staying where we are, just like you were saying, um, or telling us that we can't change or telling us that we're not good enough or like, who do we think we are to try to make a change, right? How do you personally combat that voice? Um, I think for me, the biggest thing is I have to think where that voice is coming from. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, I felt... Um, that it was the truth about me because of who I was surrounding myself with. And it's human nature to have that, well, except for some people, some people don't, and they just think they're the greatest thing in the entire world, which it can be a good and bad thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, when I think about a lot of the stuff that I went through, and even now, like having to co-parent with like an extremely toxic person, I'm like, it must be nice to like, not care about anything <laughs> like but then I think about how I feel and I wouldn't want to treat people that way right so right you know they say like, ignorance is bliss <laughs> right like so I have to remind myself that like the people that I'm surrounding myself with that might be feeding into those thoughts or the pe or the things that I'm consuming that might be feeding into those thoughts I have to think do I really want to be like that person? Do I really want to be like that thing or whatever it is? Because if not, then I need to make sure that I'm correcting myself every time 
that thought comes into my head. And it's a lot more difficult when you also have like my ex, like would tell me you're not attractive enough. And like all this, which is like so crazy. Like you're a great wife. You're a great mom. We have a great life, but you're just so like, you're not eye candy, arm candy, eye candy, whatever he said. And I was just like, okay. Okay. (laughs) And so like a lot of that, a lot of the times that comes into my head of like, who, who are you to think that you can do any of this? Because the one person who was married to you and loved you and was supposed to like do this for life with you was like absolutely miserable being in your presence. But I realized that like the only person that's close to me in my life who feels that way about me is him. (laughs) So is that really me? Or is that him that's, Mm -hmm. that's thinking those things and those thoughts and those negative things. And so think about that. Why are you thinking those things in the first place? Do you have someone in your life that's feeding into that? They've implanted that thought into your head. And so now you're like, oh, is that what everybody thinks about me? Is that what, is that whatever, when everybody looks at me, is that what they think? I'm just this like ugly bum. Who's like kind of a good person, but like, so not attractive. (laughs) Like, what? like, (laughs) and so for me now, I have to really think when those thoughts come into my head, I'm like, okay, am I saying this or is this something else that's intruding into my mind? Because a lot of the times it is something else. We don't truly believe Mm -hmm. that about ourselves, but something we're consuming, something that we're seeing, a person that's around us is saying those things or says those type of things. And so then it automatically takes our mind to a place of like, oh, is that true? Like, yeah because it's hard not to when you're constantly seeing it. So I have to listen to like a lot of podcasts or like a lot, a lot of like one of my Spotify playlists is BBE. So bad bitch energy. (laughs) Love it. I love that. (laughs) I have to like every single day, even, even if I'm not like some of the songs I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, (laughs) but I have to like remind myself like, yes, like I can do this. I am this person. And so it's just a constant reminder of like, whoever's telling you those things or whatever's putting that in your head, like you have to actively try to remove that from your life because I don't think we truly believe that about ourselves. Um, I think it's a lot of influence from other people, from my experience, at least. Yeah, I think our environment is so important. And I think it's hard for us sometimes to take that step back and realize like who you actually are surrounded, uh, like around by, but surrounded by. Um, And I think that I, I, I love the fact that you were saying that he was saying that and you were asking yourself if it was true. Sometimes we have people in our lives that aren't saying it about us. They're saying it about themselves. But if we constantly hear like, oh, I'm not pretty enough or oh, I'm not good enough or I don't think this or whatever, like I look this way or like I could never do this. All of those, like if people are saying that about themselves around us, sometimes we off, like will adapt those to our own being. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think yeah. it's I think it was very spot on you for you saying like your environment, either the people, what you're consuming on social media, um, like music or podcast books, like whatever you are allowing into your state of mind, into your circle is so important to kind of filter and police and like make sure like, is this good? Is this benefiting me? Is this true? Um, and is it something that I want to carry on from my life and to whoever I encounter with, right? So yeah. I think that that's really awesome. That's a really good way to kind of combat those voices and, and asking yourself, like, is this true? Is this like the common theme? <laughs> is this like even well accepted? Um, do, do I believe that to be a uh, right. fact? 
Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. What's something right now that might be holding you back from your dreams today? I think it's, uh, I've gone through so much and, and in this past couple of years, there's been such a short period of time where my life has like catapulted into this amazing place. Right. But I, but it's happened so quickly that I feel like, am I really ready for this? Because for the majority of my life, I felt like I was spinning my wheels to like Mm -hmm. try and figure out like, like this was it. This was the direction that I was trying to go. And I felt like it took me forever to get there. And then once I made that one bold move and now it's like two and a half years, boom. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like, what happened? <laughs> and so like I w- at the beginning of the year, I was like reevaluating 2021 and like looking at my finances and the stuff that I've been doing, you know, in my life, with my fitness, my podcast and all this kind of stuff. And it felt weird because I'm like, I'm in a good place. Like I'm not living paycheck to paycheck anymore. I've like pretty much gotten down things with like my budgeting. And like, sometimes it comes close to payday and I like look at my bank account and I'm like, Oh, (laughs) so there is money (laughs) in there. And so (laughs) like, it feels weird. Um, and so I think it's being so used to struggling and not feeling Mm -hmm. confident and not feeling good about myself and not feeling like I had a future and not feeling successful. And now all of a sudden it's happening and I have to actively tell myself, I am not the person I was three years ago. And so I have all these big dreams and I have all these big goals. And a lot of the times it's like, yeah, but, but what? Like, Yeah. yeah, I, you know, two and a half, three years ago, I didn't have a car, a job, any money, I had debt and a toddler. And like, I felt like I had nothing to show for myself. And so I just have to remind myself constantly, like you deserve this and you deserve to be here. And you fought so hard to become this person that even though it's only been a couple of years, it's valid, it's valid success. It's about, it's like, you're, it's okay to be happy and it's okay to be moving forward and continue on that path and not feel like, am I worth it to be here? Have I done enough? Do I deserve to be in this space? Because, and it's really just a time thing. Like, okay, so it's only been two and a half years. Like, who cares? Like, why, why does that matter? You know, but that's something that I have to deal with a lot, especially now where I'm like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. It's okay. I can be here. I think a lot of people relate to that. And I love that you said, like, it's okay to be happy. Like, it's like, yes, you are deserving. And I think like, how cool is it that you can look back on the person you were two, three years ago and be like, I am completely different or I'm in a better state. Like I've grown, like that is so freaking cool. And I think that is true for a lot of people. We do hold ourselves back of like, oh, uh, and even in the reverse of people saying like, oh, I haven't done that before. Like if you can think of something like, um, if you're going after a goal, like, oh, I haven't done something like that before that can hold you back. And now you are in a place of like, oh, I ha- I've done all this stuff, but but I'm like this person. Yeah. So it's like, no, there's no, but in the statement right there, period, we are successful. We are going forward. We're, we're going to chase our dreams. And so I love the fact that you already know, like kind of where it's kind of hindering you, but you have like systems in place and like knowing, like, if you are thinking that way, you're like, nope, I have to switch that. Like, Mm -hmm. I know exactly. I like, it's okay to be here. It's okay to be happy. It's okay to be like 
gaining income and budgeting correctly and having like being on my fitness grind, like all the things, like it's okay to be in a good place. And so yeah. that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we're almost done, which makes me so sad because this has been so good. And I think it's going to help so many people in terms of like, if they feel stuck and they just like one bold move, you guys, like her entire life changed. And I feel like that's maybe not relatable yet to people because they haven't made that bold move but I feel like it is going to be like crazy and like I listened to this podcast I took I did my I did my little pivot I talked to my mom (laughs) whatever it is (laughs) and they're like oh my gosh my life has forever changed and so Mm -hmm. you can thank Marissa when that happens Um, (laughs) um, but I love the basis of your story and just being able to choose yourself and I know that that is just something that is hard for us to do as humans like anyone just growing up because I know there's a huge stigma around like body image and um just like feeling some type of worth um and like where you find your worth and like external validation and social media doesn't help and society is always cramming things down our throats and so I think it's important for us to choose ourselves but sometimes we don't know how to um and so I I want to know, like, what kind of advice do you have for someone who is kind of at that tipping point or someone who may not know they're at the point where they need to change something and they need to choose themselves? What's something that you would say to encourage them? I think I think it all comes back to why do you feel like you can't choose yourself? Mm -hmm. Because for me, when I was when I was in my situation, I was a wife and a mom at that time. And I was a stay at home mom and a, a military spouse, which has this like whole identity in itself. Um, and feeling in those things, I think, especially as women, and I know that this happens across the board, but especially as women, I remember when I was in college and I wanted to go to grad school and someone said, well, when are you going to have time to get married and have kids? And so it's, yeah. And so it's always this like thought process of like, I'm this person, but I also have to be the wife, the stay-at-home mom who loves being this like cookie cutter mom and taking care of my kids and making little like sandwich stars with the crust cut off. (laughs) I am not that mom. I will play in the mud with my son, but I'm probably going to just give him some lunch money. Let's be honest. (laughs) Um, But I'm not like the Pinterest person. And I think so many people put stock on that of like, I tell people all the time that like you have the American dream where you're like married and you have kids and the white picket fence and everybody's happy and we're all homeowners and whatever and then you walk and then you're like the fence is on fire and like we hate <laughs> each other and like we're in debt because we bought this house because someone told us that we had to and like yeah. we can't afford it or whatever right so you have to think about like why do I feel like I can't choose myself why do I feel like I can't make this decision why do I feel like I have to put everyone else's perception of me mm-hmm. ahead of who I really am. Yeah. And it feels selfish. At the time, I remember thinking, am I selfish, one, for saying I don't want to be in this relationship anymore, even though my ex had said that for years. Anytime he was upset, well, we should just get divorced. But then I say it and it's the end of the world, mm. right? Because I'm the woman, I'm the wife, I'm supposed to keep this all together is what some people had told me. Then I have my best friend who's like, F that, <laughs> Go, what, what? You know, so you have to think about like, when, when you're choosing yourself, it's not a selfish thing to do, even though a lot of people will say that it is. 
me choosing myself, I've created a better, more positive space for my son. I mm-hmm. have an amazing career. And when I came back, I, this is the third job I've had. I had three jobs in one year. <laughs> and so this is, but it was me like, okay, this is a great job, but it's not perfect for what I need. This is a really good opportunity. I was working at Amazon and I couldn't say no, right? Like that would look great on a resume. It seems great. It seems fun. But then I realized quickly that like, it's not conducive to being a single parent. And so I needed to find something that was, it's okay to say like, this was a great experience, but it doesn't work for me because there's somebody else out there where it will work for them. Yeah. And then they like, by you staying in this space, you're taking, you're taking up space for someone who can fit into it. Like, that's not for you. That's for somebody else. And so I realized that very quickly that like choosing yourself and choosing what's good for you isn't selfish. You're actually like the job I have now is great. It's flexible. I can work from home. They totally understand. I have kids, a a son. If something happens in daycare schools, they're like work from home, not a big deal. Like whatever that works for me. There are some people who don't care about that. And Mm -hmm. so if they would have stayed in this position, it wouldn't have opened up a space for me to come into it and say, this is, this is it. Like, this is my opportunity. And so you have to think about those things. It's not selfish to be like, Hey, like, sorry, this doesn't work for me because now you're closing a door on something that's not right for you. And you're opening up a door for somebody else. And then you're stepping into what is right for you. And if we continue to do that, we're going to be thriving and it works for everybody, right? Like it may seem really hard and it may seem like the hardest thing that you've ever had to do. And some people are going to judge you for it. But I, (laughs) I realized that it's like, you're not the one that has to go to bed next to this guy every single night. And you're not the one who has to wake up and hear how terrible you are because he settled for you and his life is miserable because of you. So until you are the person that does that, like you don't get to have an opinion, right? Yeah. It's really hard to do. And it's hard to not take, take the things that people say about you being selfish or immature. You should have just hung in there or like, now, now you've separated your family and what, what are you, what are you doing to your son? I'm doing the best that I can for him because I yeah. truly believe that this is a better situation for him than what would have happened if we would have stayed together. So ultimately listening to like what other people have to say is really only going to put you down a path of misery. And like when those people have input, be like, Hey, are you the one that's going to be in this career for the next 20 years? Are you the one that's going to be in this marriage for the next 20 years? Are you the one that's paying my bills? Are you the one that's raising my child? No, you're not. So stop (laughs) and like, let me do my thing because this is what's going to be best for everyone. And it might, might take a long process and it might be hard to get to that place, but it's ultimately what's best for everyone in the situation. Something that I like to always say is that your life isn't about you. Like it's not just about you. But you do need to take care of you in that regard because your story or the way that you act, the way that you show up is affecting so many people around you and Mm -hmm. you don't know. And so Mm -hmm. I love that choosing yourself isn't selfish. Like it may feel like it in the moment. Someone else may be telling you that it's selfish, but in all actuality, when you are taking care of yourself or you're doing things that put you in a a better mental state, a better physical state, like your surroundings are better. It's going to affect your children, your family. It's going to affect your coworkers, your friend group, like everyone around you will be affected. If you are a better person, um, like an example that I love to use also is myself. When I started, um, 
coaching, health and fitness coaching, um, my, like, it was just me doing it. I was like, I need to go on a health and fitness journey for myself. I need to like go on this self-love journey. I need to get better for me. In turn of me doing that, my mom now works out. My sister now works out. I have so many friends that are taking care of their health that are being more aware of like what they're inputting in their bodies and like drinking less alcohol, um, like still having it. Like, please, uh, please have the alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) But also like being aware and like being more health conscious and like understanding like, okay, I do need to take care of myself in terms of what I'm putting in my body, how I show up in terms of if I'm working out and like getting some endorphin rush, moving my body, um, how I talk to myself like all of that if I had never decided I need to do better for myself I don't know if any of that would have happened it may have but it may not have happened to the extent that it has or may have been just completely different and not happened at all so I think it's so important in choosing yourself you have to know the intention behind why you're choosing whatever you're gonna do and it's important to know it's not selfish. It is If it's going to better you in the long run, it's going to better other people in the long run. And you kind of almost have to have like blockers on, like, like don't listen to yeah. anyone else. It's yeah. all like at that point, it is about you. Um, and, and they'll thank you for it later because <laughs> <laughs> they'll see, yeah. they'll see. <laughs> yeah. And I love that you brought up the intention because I think especially when, when mine, when I'm always like, I got a divorce, you know, and I, it's even now to this day, I, if obviously if I would have chosen something different, like I wouldn't have gotten a divorce. I didn't get married to get divorced. I did like, that's right. not what I wanted. It's, it was the choice that I had to make. And I was forced to make that choice. My intention was never to be like, Oh, screw you. I hate you. I want to get a divorce. My intention was this is not good. And this is not healthy. And like, mm-hmm. we need, we can't do this anymore. And I can't do this. And I can't be in this state mentally, emotionally, physically to, to take care of my child. If my child grows up like this, like Mm. I just can't, I can't do that. And it, and it wasn't like an, I hate you. It wasn't like a a screw you kind of thing. It was just like a, it's the only option at this point to try and create a better situation. And so I feel like as long, as long as your intention has good behind it, choosing yourself just radiates goodness to everybody else. And so it really does come down to that because there are a lot of selfish people and it, and it creates a lot of chaos in people's lives. I currently go through that. (laughs) That was my whole marriage and everything now. And so I just have to remind myself that like, my intention is always good. It's always to be a better, more positive thing. And if that's the end goal, then that's, that's what it is, you know? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I love this talk. Uh, thank you so much, Marissa, for just taking time out of your day and talking to me and talking to my audience here. Um, I have two questions that I ask everyone at the end, and I'm so excited because this, like the theme that I'm going on right now for the next couple of weeks is about um, going after your goals um, and really like going after like a dream life that you have or something. So I, what is like one goal or dream of yours that you are working towards so that we can all root you on? and hype you up on this journey to accomplishing it if when you speak it out into existence you know it's more likely to happen so what is something that you're working towards um I want to create a platform for people who are in situations that I was in um I talk a lot about my family and texting my mom and whatever and um I feel very privileged to have been in the situation that I was in because I knew that everybody was going to rally behind me and bring me home and help me. And there were a lot of things that I didn't have to worry about 
in getting my life back on track. Was I stressed? Of course, but I didn't have to worry if I was going to have food on the table. I didn't have to worry Mm -hmm. if I was going to have a roof over my head. Like I knew that that was all taken care of and that's huge. And so for me, because of that, I want to be able to build a platform for people who are going through similar situations. It doesn't even have to be a divorce or a toxic relationship, but life happens. And I I think that we're all, we're all one decision away from an amazing life. And we're all one misfortunate event away from everything. Like, I mean, a pandemic, right. We just went through this whole thing. It's like, you don't know when stuff like that's going to happen. So for me to be able to create something to provide resources for people who may be trying to start over, um, places for people to go to just kind of point them in the right direction of like where they can be because it is a very lost and overwhelming feeling and so ultimately that's like that's the end goal for all of this for my podcast and what I'm doing on social media is like trying to create a platform I don't know if it's a website an app I don't know it's all like rolling around Mm -hmm. in my head but like a place where people can go to say like I need help I need to start over and here are some things that you can do to make that happen so Oh, I'm so excited. I love that. And something that I'm actually getting ready to talk about on my social media is mainly about like, if like you will figure out how once you know what your why is and having that why that you have and learning from experience and then having gone through it. I think that's probably the best thing that people can do is to use their experiences to help other people. Um, I think that's wonderful. You will figure out how you will get all of this together um, because everything is figure outable. But when you have that strong enough why and you have that passion behind it, I know it's going to be a success. I'm so excited to root you on. Okay, last question is we have a playlist here, the official Hype Girl playlist on Spotify. What is your go-to song to like hype you up or like to dance around to? What is like, what it doesn't have to be like an new song doesn't have to be an old song but whatever just like gets you going I I have a very wide variety of music so I actually have two songs that okay I, so the one when I'm like really like pumped up and like happy and excited about things is long story short by Taylor Swift okay and a lot of the music that she does is like love songs and so so people always think like oh is this about a guy that you met and I'm like no it's about me <laughs> in the song she goes and now I'm all about you you as in yourself I know a lot of people always think it's a guy but like no in in the song she talks about how she was at rock bottom and like she pulled her way up and she does talk about love and romance but I always think about myself when it's like now I'm all about you I'm like I'm all about <laughs> me right <laughs> oh so, I love that <laughs> so if anybody listens to that song listen to listen to it from that perspective of like going through all of these struggles and like but then like choosing yourself and realizing like you have your own back like you can do anything Oh, and then there's that. another song. So this is going to, this is going to show the wide variety of my personality. Um, it's called of all things. And it's by G easy featuring too short. G easy. Um, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm from, I'm from the Bay area. What can I say? Okay. Um, so, so this is a song that I listen to. It is totally inappropriate. Don't listen to it around your kids. There's lots of it's words and stuff. Okay. Yeah, right? <laughs> but when I'm going through something that I'm just like enraged, like this should not be happening to me. It's not fair, but I need to get my like, oh, like it's okay, whatever. That's the song I listen to. I like blast it in my headphones while I'm at the gym. Um, and so once again, remember censor it if you're around little people or in mixed company but if you're in a moment where you're like enraged and need to like funnel some energy into like ah, 
that's a good one. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. One of my favorites is "You Got Me" by G Easy. That one's just like, yes! I'm just like, okay. That's when I'm like, when I'm pissed, that's the song. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep, exactly. And sometimes you just need that. Sometimes you need that. So. Some days I'm in a Taylor Swift mood and sometimes I'm in a mood. Oh, I love the duality. Well, thank you again. I want to give you this last bit of space to plug your social media, plug your podcast, plug where people can find you and connect with you and all the things. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm on Instagram a lot. My personal account is just at Marissa C. Boyd, my name. And then I also have an account for my podcast. It's at boldish underscore a podcast. Um, and then my podcast is on Spotify and on, on iTunes. It's Boldish, a podcast. Um, bold with ish in parentheses. And the reason being because I always say my bold move was texting my mom and people are like, what? And I'm like, it might not seem bold to you, but it was to me. Right. And so from the outside looking in, your moves might not be bold or you might not feel bold in the moment, but they are in the grand scheme of things and in the larger picture. <laughs> that is so awesome. Well, thank you once again. I know. I'm so happy. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, let me know by leaving a review or better yet, share it on your Instagram story and tag me so I can personally thank my new bestie. And while we're at it, let's go ahead and set up a date for next time. How does Monday sound? <laughs> Perfect. I'll see you then, girl. Bye.